0: Hey there, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Denise Lee. I'm a coach, speaker, and advisor dedicated to help you not just improve your business, but transform your life. And today, we're going to be talking about keys to healthy and productive relationships. Have you ever noticed when you first meet someone and you're really excited, and then you start talking with them and everything just seems to fall flat? You don't really feel the spark or the energy, but what happened? Some of us might say, well, we didn't have the chemistry, but I think there's a little bit more to that. Today, we're going to be talking about how we connect and how we disconnect with people. This is going to be really important if you want to grow your business, transform your brand, change some dynamic in your personal life. This is going to be a real game changer, and you're going to get these tips coming to you after this short break. Hey, 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 and we're back. I'm so glad that you are choosing to spend your time with me. If this is your very first time listening, I'm giving you a big old electronic fist bump. Boom. <laughs> Make sure you hit that follow subscribe button wherever you're listening. That way, as soon as I drop a new episode, you'll be able to listen to it lickety split. And for those of you guys who have been listening, you've already got your fist bump from me. Thank you so much for continuing to support this podcast. I greatly appreciate your continued presence in my life. I've got a couple of big favors to ask you. First of all, I want to thank you in advance for sharing this podcast with someone else that you know could also find value in. it. If you would like to send me a voicemail message at anchor.fm slash Denise G. Lee, I'm going to leave a link in the show notes below. Please be sure to let me know in the beginning or the end of the podcast whether or not I have permission to air your content in addition, make sure that you include your name in your hometown. I greatly appreciate this. Oh, I have to say this because this happened recently. Please make sure that it is free from profanity. This is a clean podcast. Even if you're not cursing at me, it might be felt offensive to somebody else. So I just wanted to say that ahead of time. in addition, if you would like to learn more about me, access my offerings get some friendly tips via my articles or anything else, check out info.denisegealee.com slash connect. There you'll be also able to inquire about working with me privately or any or send me a message or anything else that may be of interest to you. So check that out, info.denisegealee.com slash connect. Okay. And everything that we're going to be talking about can be found in more detail in my course, Amazing Attitude, Amazing Attitude is a 21-day program where I kind of hop into your inbox once every day for the next 21 days and give you a very important and special message, all designed to help you understand yourself so that you can be able to relate with others. And this whole issue that we're going to be talking about is integral to be able to transform not just your business, but your life. So without Any further ado, let's get into today's episode. So I've been having this conversation with clients and certain other people, this whole issue of, I don't have chemistry. And I find that conversation so very fascinating because most of the time when I kind of ask them, like, what happened? What what went sideways? And they said, well, I first saw them and I was, I felt a spark in terms of like how they conducted themselves, meaning like how they behaved and their confidence and all of this stuff. And the moment I just started interacting one-on-one with them, it felt flat. And for a lot of people, they lack the vocabulary and they just go and they say chemistry. It's not chemistry. Chemistry is just one part of a huge formula on how we can relate with one another. This is all a part of this whole area called emotional intelligence. You may have heard of emotional intelligence if you ever took a communications or a public speaking course or any of that nature. And basically, it's your ability to do a bunch of things. I'm going to break it all down. And then I want to explain this whole issue of why we can't connect. Because I, I think that I, I need to give you the space to break all of this down. Okay. So This is what emotional intelligence is. It is basically a breakdown of social management where you're able to form healthy relationships, have conflict resolution, collaborate, motivate, inspire, and cultivate trust. That's part of the social management. Think of it as your ability to prevent things from burning down in terms of relationships. Okay, There is social awareness where you are able to be empathetic, sensitive of others' needs, understanding the perspective of others and service, recognizing the needs of others and meeting them. Think about volunteering. Think about helping out in your community. Think about if somebody's garbage pan falls down and you don't even have to lift it up so it doesn't, like, drift off into the street like that's what social awareness is thinking above and beyond just your own immediate ease this is about self-management it's about the ability to make a conscious decision to act or engage with your emotions for example you may have been in a situation where you feel mad and you ye- want to yell but you paused and you were deliberate and you're conscientious of the words that you you said because there's no take back with words. Once it's out, it's out, you know? This is the ability to have self-control, adaptability, transparency, and accountability. Accountability, not just with others, but within yourself. That's what self-management is. And lastly, it's self-awareness. To identify, to name emotions, and the ability to recognize the internal or external impact of your emotions. For example, I've been talking a lot about with my clients, this issue of pain management. It's so integral for emotional management. If you're in a lot of pain, like constant pain, physical pain, physical ailments, it's going to manifest and not just obviously your headaches and disturbed sleep, but how you think. I've met a lot of people who are under a lot of distress with insomnia and eating disorders. And that also includes comfort eating, overeating, all sorts of stuff. And it really messes with their brain and they can't think straight. So that's part of that self-awareness is that you're understanding how the pain can impact your emotions, which can impact how you think. So this... This quadrant of emotional intelligence, as a friendly recap, is social management, social awareness, self-management, and self-awareness. And oftentimes, when I hear people say, I don't have chemistry, basically, what's happening is there's a lack of one or, heck, all three of these, these components of social management, social awareness, self-management, or self-awareness. And so you may be asking, "What? Well, why does it matter, <laughs> Who cares if I can't regulate myself? Well, the problem is if you can't self regulate yourself, you're going to keep repeating the same conflicts over and over again. I mean, I think about, heck, even in my life, I think about my first, first job straight out of college. I had a mentor who really wanted to help me, he really wanted to like support me. But I was so busy trying to play power games and do one upmanship because that was what I was taught, that was part of my life script. Right, this is why I talk with my my clients about decoding their life script so they understand the patterns that never worked back then in their family of origin and how to end it so they can live happy lives. but anyway, part of my life script was basically creating distance and enmity amongst myself and my coworkers and as a result my my mentor couldn't even help me; he wanted to he couldn't even help me because I was so determined. To do things my way because I felt so insecure and so overwhelmed with the idea of change that I'd rather just destroy a relationship than to form a new found relationship. And I would always say, with not just with that particular c- situation, but to so many, well, we didn't have the chemistry. I didn't feel connected. Well, the reality was I felt insecure. And my insecurities prevented me from seeing myself and the other person objectively. And that diminished my ability to be empathetic to him. It it denounced my ability to connect with myself and understanding what I could have been doing differently. So there's a lot of different things that were impacting me. And that's whole part of that emotional intelligence things. But I want to go a little deeper because I think that you are a very smart person and you deserve to hear a little bit more things that you may not have heard before in terms of why certain relationships don't turn into something good. And you might have been scratching your head and going, oh, I really like them in the beginning or I just didn't, I don't really know. I can't put my finger onto it. And this is beyond assuming that you have the ability to self-regulate re- and control and, and you're aware. And beyond that stuff, I want to talk o- with you about four other main areas that are critical, integral to compatibility. Because for a lot of us, we've heard of Myers-Briggs and we've heard of personality, uh, dispositions and we heard about, you know, if you're introvert or extrovert, all that stuff, right? But I want to go a little deeper and talk about the different subcomponents of how we relate with others and why we connect or disconnect at certain points because there's some hard and fast rules that we have adopted that we haven't vocalized even with ourselves and we can be able to communicate with other people. I talk about this a lot, an amazing attitude about you understanding who you are so that you can be able to relate better with other people. That doesn't mean that you're going to have tons of friends, not saying that at all, but what I'm saying is that at least you'll be able to understand who you are What you tolerate and what you won't tolerate so that when you do connect with certain people, you're not going to feel miserable and scummy if you were betraying your own feelings. How many times have we betrayed ourselves when we knew, absolutely knew in the bottom of our heart, oh God, I don't want to deal with this person. But it was either due to insecurities or overwhelm or we just didn't know how to express our needs. So I'm hoping that as you're listening to these four main areas of compatibility, you're going to be able to have like some light bulbs like click up and go, oh, wow, that's what I couldn't relate well with this person or in the situation. And that's what we're going to be talking about in the time that we have remaining. Okay. So this is a great time for a pen and paper, (laughs) or you can pause this recording and or listen to this particular section again, because I definitely think this is going to be really important information. So the first thing I want to talk with with you about, about this whole issue of compatibility is emotional compatibility. It's kind of part of that EQ thing I was talking about, emotional intelligence. This is where your, your ability to interpret, right? to understand, regulate, and express one's emotions in that, those four categories of emotional intelligence that I talked with you about. Like, for example, if one person has a hard time dealing with their feelings, it's going to be harder for them to discuss their own feelings or, heck, even empathize with the feelings of other people. Because here's the thing. I mentioned in an earlier podcast about this idea of narcissism. And for for us to be healthy, normal people... We have to be on a scale of zero, meaning a, a doormat, and ten being a total narcissist. We have to be like a five, kind of like that pH balance, like five in the middle. We've got to be a P- We have got to be straight in the middle, where we have enough healthy self of healthy love of self, so that we can be able to protect ourselves from harmful situations and people. But at the same time, we have to be having concern for our neighbors because if we're so so preoccupied with ourselves, we can't relate with anybody, okay? So this whole idea of emotional regulation and ability to have compatibility emotionally is saying that knowing those moments where you have to push through the discomfort and talk with someone because you see more gain, right, than loss, that you're not going to let your insecurities and your fears and your overwhelm and your anxiety destroy something that could be really good, okay? Okay. Or those times where you're feeling really tired or overwhelmed or exhausted and you're able to say, hey, you know what, I really love you. I really love the situation, but for whatever reason, I can't do this. And that's when you have that clear honesty with yourself about when you really need to push through because it's your fear and your overwhelm that's talking to you versus when you actually legitimately have run out of gas in the tank and just need to slow your roll so that you can be able to to build up your reserves, rest, recharge, and get back into it. For a lot of us, we've never been able to build that part up in within ourselves. So we don't know how to relate with other people in that that sense of the matter. So we either relate with people that most likely match and mirror us, and we run away from people who seem more emotionally mature. I know I did. I couldn't handle anyone that was more emotionally mature than than me. I just had to run like the dickens. I'm just like full disclosure. So it took a lot of work, obviously a lot of training to understand about how emotional compatibility is so essential. And if you're not feeling that spark with someone and that it may be because one or both of you guys lack some type of emotional maturity in that regard, okay? Not signing any blame or shame here. I'm just stating facts, okay? Now, the second thing about compatibility it's this idea of intellectual compatibility where you or the other person has the interest the acuity and the ability to learn explore and grow in the things of the world. Like, for example, you can be an intellectual farmer who's thinking about the chemistry and the, and the acidity of the, the soil and what's needed. You know, all that alchemy of stuff that kind of comes together to grow and harvest foods and stuff like that. Or an artist who's always looking to push the boundaries of wherever their art form and a thespian or a painter or whatever art or singer, whatever that is. Learning the set, learning the tools, learning the technicals that will help them, you or whoever, grow. And this is the thing that I've met so much with intellectuals is I, you don't necessarily have to be the same profession. You guys don't have to be two artists or two lawyers or two, a farmer and another farmer. It's having to meet someone who's a, that will match you in terms of their desire to learn and their growth. So you don't have to be of the same mindset in terms of this arts. I shouldn't say same mindset, same profession. Okay. You can be able to grow intellectually with someone who has a dichotomous work or field. Okay. But what I find so fascinating is people trying to make a, someone who's slothful or lazy or napped become someone that could be qualified to speak at the next TEDx event right it ain't gonna happen and I find this so often with women specifically in romantic relationships where they feel that this guy they're dating sometimes girls, sometimes the girls you know if it's a homosexual situation same sex situation but I find this more often with women they say that I see potential he could be a lawyer he could be a doctor he can he once he gets his court case resolved he'll be able to take care of me or once he gets this job you know next job he'll be able to fill in the blank for me this false belief that they have the intellectual capacity which they have never shown it's just a fantasy and and i and i've deluded myself i'm not sitting here and saying that it's all anybody else's it's me too full disclosure and you're ignoring reality okay and trying to force something that's not happening that's called a bad trait so this whole intellectual compatibility this is assuming they have demonstrated by deed and action okay not just words that they're able to meet you at a certain cognitive thinking ability there are some people who just don't want to think deep thoughts okay okay i remember I'm a, i used to watch snl back in the day saturday night live i don't watch it anymore for lots of reasons but anyway i remember they had this com this little comic strip called deep thought by jack handy and they would have this like little strip of all of these things where it was supposed to seem like like profound but it was just so st- stupid stuff like i i s- I, I saw a wind in the air, and it—it it turned out to just be my gas that I just passed. Or it was just—they were just just stupid jokes, but they try to make it seem very profound and prophetic. And for a lot of us, we. We laugh about that because for a lot of us, we want to wax poetic and sound good. And I know I've done that multiple times. But when you really kind of peel back on the surface and you just listen to what's being said, it's not anything of deep knowledge or intellect. So when you are saying you are connecting with someone and they at the surface they seem most compatible... Please ask yourself, is it really compatibility or was it wishful thinking? Okay. Now let's go into the area of physical compatibility. This is not just sexual. Okay. I'm not simply talking about your eyes did a body scan of them and whew, your heart race. This is beyond more than that. This is about this idea that you're finding someone who can keep up with you and different sports or different types of activities. I'll never forget, never, never, never forget. I'm in Thailand. I'm like six months pregnant, okay? And I'm walking so much with my husband, I'm breaking down and I'm crying because my feet ache, my back aches, and I'm just getting exhausted. And my husband's trying to treat me as if, like, I'm not pregnant and we're cruising around, walking around all the time. No big deal if I'm not pregnant. Not so good when you're six months pregnant in a foreign country. I started to hate his guts. Because here he was trying to make me do something that I physically was hating to do. Have you ever met someone that tries to take you out to st- different things all the time, all day, every day? And you, Or maybe they want you to sit down and watch some movies and you hate movies. You just rather go to the park or go skiing or go what, hiking or whatever. This is the idea of physical compatibility. Where you're able to have enjoyment doing different physical or perhaps leisure activities. And it's just literally breaking you down physically. I've met so many people who say, well, I like to be more athletic and so I'm going to join this gym or I'm going to join this sporting uh, activity. And they meet someone who actually legit enjoys it. And because they feel insecure or they really didn't have any deep interest in it, they first end up resenting the person and then they resent the activity and nothing ever gets done in terms of learning to push through the physical discomfort. And this is what I'm talking about. You need to understand what do you really enjoy to do physically aside outside the bedroom activities if you're in a romantic relationship. Would you hike and, or bike or walk or whatever you like to do. Get really tuned into it. Are you a bowler? Are you play do you play billers? Do what do you do? Do you swim? If you don't find someone who's attuned to that or doesn't like that, you're going to feel disconnected. Now, that being said, do you does that mean that you have to have a spouse that is a swimmer just like you or a runner, right? No, I didn't say that. But what I'm saying that is this is all being balanced out with all the other areas of compatibility. And you have to make a decision for yourself is Is this going to be a deal breaker? Do you really, for this person, For this relationship in your business or your personal life or wherever, is this really going to be a deal bigger quick? Or can you find someone else that's more compatible with you? Or is there a conversation that needs to be had with whoever about how much physical activity or lack of physical activity? And give them the choice on whether or not they want to find somebody else that's more compatible with them, okay? And the last thing that I want to talk with you about in this area of compatibility is spiritual compatibility. This is these, where you're asked these deep, profound questions of what is the purpose of my life or how is my life even meaningful? If you have a friend or a partner or whoever else who thinks they have everything figured out in the spiritual realm, then thinking things from a spiritual manner won't make sense. One of the things that I talk about in Amazing Attitude, as well as my private coaching program, is I talk about issues of spirituality. I'm not necessarily saying that you've got to be a Christian, because I am a Christian. I, I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. But I believe that the spiritual realm is so important in in terms of feeling centered. Mind, body, and soul, they're inter- integral. Okay, If you don't want to talk about spiritual things, okay, then we are not compatible because part of my coaching process includes integrating the mind, body, and soul. We do not have to share religious beliefs, but we have to understand that our spirit is connected to something greater and larger than ourselves. In order to feel whole and complete, we have to understand what that looks like, okay? I don't care how you discover your higher power, if it's in the Force or the trees or whoever, okay. Just the fact that you understand that, and no, I am not in the business evangelizing people to believe what I believe because I believe that Holy Spirit convicts people at the level that they want to be convicted at, and that's not my concern nor business. My business is only to educate, inform, motivate, and inspire the people that come around me. Obviously, you are listening to my podcast. Whatever level of intimacy that we have together, that's by your choice, okay. But if you're going to meet someone and you're going to try to convert them, you know, I've heard of the missionary dating, you know, when you're trying to convert someone to your religion, your thought process as part of the dating process. And you think temporarily, okay, they're on my side, they agree with me, but they're more or less just acquiescing because they don't want to cause a fight or for whatever reason, they value the, your company over fighting or arguing over spiritual religious beliefs, okay? That's not going to fly. You're going to want to be with someone who is aligned with you, aligned with your thought process. Of things of the heavenly spiritual realm. I truly believe that for a lot of us, we have been blocked out from that spiritual energy. And as a result, we have turned to addictions and we have unresolved trauma issues, so many things because we haven't understand the mind body soul connection. And then once that happens, you'll be able to be at peace. Amazing Attitude talks a little bit about that. Obviously, I go into much, much greater detail in my my private coaching. But I just want to say that you need to be very intentional about the people that you spend time with you. Because it's not just two people talking, it's two souls connecting in a professional or personal romantic situation. Like for example, I am getting to the point I've mentioned this in another episode that I'm getting to the point where I'm getting more and more stringent about the people that I work with. It doesn't matter if it's a guest on my podcast or some other area. I, I wanna make sure that I feel connected on a spiritual level with this person. Doesn't mean are we sharing all our deepest thoughts or inner concerns. No, that's not what I'm talking about. But you know when your soul leaps for joy when you start interacting with certain people, versus you're you're thinking, oh my goodness, I need to get away from them as soon as possible. You know that feeling. And this is what I'm talking about. Make sure that you spend your time with people that you feel connected to on the very spiritual level. And expect wonderful things to happen. Well, let's kind of recap everything that we've talked about. Obviously, this is more in detail about understanding and relating with yourself can be found in an amazing attitude. But this whole idea of compatibility is forms on the backbone of your emotional intelligence as we keep repeat your emotional intelligence is four categories your social management your social awareness your self-management and your self-awareness and if one of this these four things are a little out of whack you can't relate with anybody so you can't even have the base of compatibility and as we talked about compatibility it's also four categories we talked about emotional intellectual physical and spiritual Don't compromise with yourself. Your soul will scream out and cry foul. And it's not just called chemistry. It's about connections, about compatibility. So that's it. Was there anything that I said that really clicked in your mind, either about emotional intelligence or compatibility? I would like to hear from you. Let me know, com slash connect. And I'm hoping that as you're listening to this, it's going to make you pause and evaluate something that you need to change in your professional or your personal dealings with people. Because if you're feeling constantly not feeling satisfied or you're feeling sometimes even physical pain and discomfort constantly, it means that there's something off either intellectually, spiritually, emotionally, you know, or even physically. So I'm hoping that you'll be able to, take a further peek into your life. Okay. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.